I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Dog lovers of the world, or at least of selected American cities, here's one for you. My Dog Tulip, which is playing in Los Angeles only at the New Art. I watched this endearing animated film with my dog Skeezix on my lap. I screened it on DVD rather than in a theater, only because it's in such limited distribution that a theatrical screening wasn't available. As an American, I can't vouch for the wisdom of the first words on screen, although they seem authoritative. Unable to love each other, the English turn naturally to dogs. But any dog owner will agree with the English narrator that dogs read the world through their noses and write their history in urine. My Dog Tulip was based on the 1956 memoir by J.R. Ackerley. It was written and directed by Paul and Sandra Fierlinger. The film reads the world through what dogs care about most, food, sex, and love, although not necessarily in that order. And it writes Tulip's history in animated images that all seem part of the same lovely plan, even though some are sophisticated and others are childlike, silly, or satirical. Christopher Plummer voices the narrator, Tulip's owner, with a charming combination of fustiness and tenderness. The late Lynn Redgrave is his sister Nancy. Isabella Rossellini plays a wise veterinarian who cuts to the bone of behavioral issues that baffle the dog's owner. Tulip's a good girl, she says. I saw that at once. You are the problem. In a movie that celebrates dogness, the heroine, an ardent German shepherd, has no human voice, only her own. A word of warning is in order, though. Several passages of My Dog Tulip are sexually explicit. I wouldn't watch it with any dog under six months. My film recommendations this week are unusually local. That's mainly because the national releases are mostly junk in the run-up to Halloween. The other local opening you should know about is Olivier Assayas's Carlos, an epic film that stars the Venezuelan actor Edgar Ramirez in a phenomenal performance as the international terrorist of the 1970s and 80s. Carlos is opening for a very limited engagement at the Egyptian in Hollywood, You can check out the showtimes on the American Cinematheque website. When you do check them out, you'll see that there's a long version and a short version. I urge you to see the long version, even though that means sitting in a darkened theater for five and a half hours with only one short break. Why turn a movie into a marathon? Because time may be fleeting, but it's mysteriously elastic as well. Once you've committed to an experience as intense as this one, hours become much less than the sum total of their minutes. In my own encounter with Carlos, giving up the required chunk of my life allowed me to enter the life of the film as if all other cares and clocks had ceased to exist. I'm Joe Morgenstern, back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.